Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Welcome, everyone. This is View from the Raptors. Let's get it cracking. Presented by FlexCar. Let's go. Season four. Do you remember discussions? Let's talk a little basketball here. Yes. You know, there's a lot to do here. Who told you? Yet you still have this mindset. I like winning. Are you rubbing that in? Yeah, I am. (laughs) It was a damn parade around there. It's a brotherhood. That's how you're going to be able to be successful. You know, there's no culture like the Boston Celtics culture. What's up, everyone? This is Mark D'Amico. I just want to say thank you for giving us a listen or a watch. And please do not forget to rate, subscribe, or review us. We appreciate you giving us a listen. And here's the next episode of View from the Raptors, behind the scenes with the Boston Celtics, presented by FlexCar. All right, the Boston Celtics have been going for the jugular this season. Mm -hmm. They sit atop the NBA. They have been the entire season. And I just want to point out that it's not just the players who have been going for the jugular. The marketing team has as well. Ah. It's all-star voting season, and the marketing team for the Celtics is pushing all five starters to be in the NBA All-Star game. So we had to bring in NBC Sports Boston's Chris Forsberg to discuss this. He's here with me and Abby Chin. Is it okay if I don't have the same amount of green Kool-Aid in me as no, the market? No, you look around, okay? It's all green. Okay. It's all green. No, we can be real. That's why we're here, Forsberg. We can be real. That's realistic. why we invited you. We um, thought you could jump on board. But Chris, mm. five players from a single team have never made the all-star team. <laughs> and I feel like we can confidently say that is a thing that is going to persist long into the future. Yes, like unlikely that all five guys get in. Mm-hmm. But for four players, yep. is this possible? So what, 2017-18, Warriors got it two years in a yep. row, right? So you're, you're essentially saying that if you're a team that wins 69 to 72 games. Well, so you're saying there's a chance. Yeah, I, they're on track for upper 60s right now. But I will say 2015 was another instance mm-hmm. with the Hawks. You got guys like Jeff Teague and Kyle Korver who certainly don't have the Did you name cachet. Go look at the Eastern Conference at that point. It was it's, it's how true. far it's true. they were ahead. It was, it was a different world at that point. I think the hardest part is it's not so much that the Celtics players, the Celtics starting five as a whole, do not deserve full consideration for all five or four, however number you want to go. Set the East is loaded with individual yeah. talent. And so, uh, you know, like in a, in, a, in a weird year, I could see definitely making a pitch for four guys. But I think what you're actually going to run into is the opposite problem where it's going to be hard to get even three because you're, it's not, there's no easy case for the three. There's not like, it's definitely this guy, this guy, and this guy. And I think when coaches vote, you run into an issue where they split the vote, and Trey Young, even though he's on a team that's 11th in the Eastern Conference, is going to get more consideration, which is maybe not fair, but that's the way we do it. And so, like, I, I can't. And I, I do think it will have to be a lot of the coaches voting the players in. I, Jason Tatum, probably sure. the only guy who's going to get in as a starter because of fan voting. But with mm-hmm. Chris Forsberg, I think that's you're the perfect test case for this. Oh, yeah, we have brought you in. 
to make the case for all five okay. Celtics. Yes. And then after I just I know said, you can do this. Yes, yeah, right. We, if we can we're gonna delete you, the start of this. Yeah, we can convince every reserve coach across the Eastern Conference. So I think uh, let, let me just preface this all by saying, like, I think that is the roadmap. Is like Brad has to get on the phone with all of his old friends <laughs> and be like, hey, uh, like when you vote, if you could vote for X, Y, Z, and in that order, you know, like depending on how many Celtics you get on your ballot, then that is your best chance to get more than two players. If Brad is, and Joe are just like, hey, vote for whoever you want, you run the risk of splitting it, even though everyone is deserving in their own way. Like, okay, if I so then am- what's the priority? So you're asking me what I would do? Yes. All right. Oh. So- First off, we take Jason Tatum off the board because Jason Tatum is probably yep. going to make it as a fan-voted starter. He's definitely going to make it as a starter. You are much more... Say, we, are, we are filming this before the first set of returns. Yes, yes. okay. Uh, and that's another thing. Like, what, What's going to happen now is like, when, before this goes up, they're going to have like monster nights. I'm going to seem stupid for saying like weird things. But um, yeah, Tatum makes it as, as a fan-voted starter. If I am a coach in the Easter Conference, I come. This, what I would typically revert back to is... Who am I game planning for the most, right? Like, who am I sitting when I when I start game planning for a game? Well, who is the first guy that I say I need to focus on? And so, Jalen, can I interject real quick? Because when I almost got through the first player, (laughs) it's our podcast. (laughs) But with a Celtics team that has so much depth, there's no way you're going to game plan for someone like Derek White or for Drew Holiday, right? Uh, So that's what I'm saying. Are they being damaged because of that? In the mind of a reserve of a a coach voting for reserve, you're thinking. I spend so much more time worrying about Trey and Tyrese Halliburton and like all these guys. And like you're conditioned to think that they're more of a star because of that. And I think that's going to conspire against the Celtics, even if in a vacuum you should step back and say like, damn, those guys are really good. Derek White right. doesn't put up the same amount of points. I don't focus as much on him, but he impacts the game so much more than those guys. And so it, 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 we just got to teach coaches to think a different way than they normally have. We have to think, we have to teach fans how to think a different way. And I don't know if you can do that in, in the next three weeks. If anyone can do it, Brad Stevens yes. can do it. Well, and, and that's why Forsberg. he's the most convincing person, right? Like, I, I, I we know that Joe, uh, like, I don't, I don't know if, if Joe calls uh, 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 Billy Donovan after the dust up in, in Chicago, <laughs> with Chicago. That yeah. He came to an agreement in the end. <laughs> I mean, they they, understood they were on the same page. But if he's going to, if he's like, hmm, is it Trey Young or Derek White? I'm guessing Billy Donovan could be a little, if he wants to be petty in that situation, feel free. And uh, so, but this if Brad, is the NBA. But so. if Brad gets on the phone, maybe if Al Horford gets on the phone and says, Billy, Ooh. my man, I'm playing with Ooh. these guys. Yeah, like. So I, we're talking about recruiting calls I, too. I, I really feel like that's what you need to do is that you need to have some sort of secret weapon here to get coaches hmm. to think. And I think, Look, no one knows more than the people here, like who is valuable on a night-to-night basis, and they need to stress that to the people that are voting. And so it would be super cool if I could sit here and tell you, like I'm trying to go through the Eastern Conference coaches. Like does Jamal Mosley have enough time to sit there and go, Derek White, net rating. Like, you know, like really good. I know, I, so but it, he may because of the time that he's I, faced I, I against the will. Celtics. Uh Pistons coach uh, has a lot of time. Monty Williams has enough time to go through and like check well out some net ratings. But positive. in general, I think teams are just going to un- invariably go back a little bit to reputation. 
I think a lot of coaches naturally try to spread the wealth a little bit. And you do def- definitely have to reward the teams that are in the best position. So if the Celtics stay as the best record in the NBA, I think that's another roadmap to, to three guys. Definitely. But I, I just think it's difficult. But that's why we have to educate the people. We are. I, so I when all know. the conference coaches sit back to watch our podcast, and I caught, I'm, I'm now lost. You know they will. Into, yes, you are. are. You are in the podcast. I am now in. Yes. Uh, they need to, uh, to, to take the, uh, our advice to heart. So I do want to push back on just one thing as far as phone calls go. Maybe Al Horford making phone calls. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, D. White and everybody else texting. Just, just to, you know. Al, Al with his plug-in earphones. By the way, yeah. The corded headphones. <laughs> oh, yes. He's Old always school. on the phone. He's walking into the arena. So, you know, he's got time to make phone Who calls. Who do you think he's talking to? <laughs> I run this through family. my, I spend like, there, I, I probably spent like an inordinate amount of time in my life walking around going, I spend maybe like seven minutes a year on the phone now. <laughs> Like, That's true. My, Actually, you also don't have cameras telephone. in your face, though. Al, I think, is trying to avoid any eye contact with those who he walks I past. I don't know, man. Come walk around town with me, man. No, I'm just, <laughs> but like, I, I, like someone calls and I get angry. I'm like, man, like I don't got time for a phone call right now. Like my friends know better. My voicemail is literally like, don't expect, a, yeah. don't expect me to listen to this and don't expect a return call. Text me if you need anything. You're lucky that I have a personalized <laughs> yeah. greeting on my voicemail. I actually, at one point, I changed it. I was like, look, if you want to contact me. Email me or text me because I am not returning this call. Uh, So I I agree. Like, Al's got to be the one because you know this modern generation is not going to be on the phone. We're going down a rabbit hole or a rabbit hole here. Tangent. (laughs) No, Abby, I think that you can confirm this too. Horford is on his phone, like, on the bus after games. He's on the phone. Like, who is immediately. he talking to? I don't know who he's talking to. Well, I don't know if it's his dad. his wife, or, yeah. his family. I mean, those are family this is, members. This is a for sure. view from the Rafters episode that I need in my life, that if I don't steal this topic already. It's going to be the most <laughs> who, boring answer you've ever heard. We'll get Al Horford, Horford in here and he'll to? say, I'm talking to, every to every my wife. After game? Do you think that sometimes he's just he's just faking talking to people? Uh, not on the no. bus, but I think maybe walking past people. I I would. <laughs> I would. I'm not going to put it past me. I think Al has a lot of people in his life. He's got people to talk to. All right. Back on the rails. Yep. Um, let's on, let's at least give everyone the information about how these teams come together. So okay. 12, 12 players from each team wind up making the all-star team. Obviously, five from each conference are voted on by the fans and the media and that combination. The reserves, the remaining seven, are chosen by the assistant coaches. Um, the and then assi- there are some injuries. Correct. So Which we'll, we'll get into that. Yeah. We will get into yeah. that. So. Um, the way that the, the reserves are voted on by the coaches is they vote for two guards, three front court players, and then two wild cards. So hypothetically speaking, they certainly could mix in two or three Celtics on their ballots and still have enough yeah. available for the rest of the, of, of the guys. I like what you're saying here, Mark. I will say mm. that I totally disagree with you on this. And, wow. and this is not green Kool-Aid. Like, I truthfully think the Celtics I'll be will the judge of that. at minimum three players. I think. At minimum. At minimum. Unless they the, go on a, a terrible the Jays slide. Jays plus KP. Or Derek White. But I think that KP is in the lead right now. KP is, ha- he is an all-star in his career. So the name cachet mm-hmm. is already there around the league. He's coming off the best season of his career and having an even better season of his career. He's career high, field goal percentage, two-point percentage. He leads the NBA in points per post up. Like You can go all the way down the list. And personally... I think that the Celtics have been unlocked by him coming to this team. Yeah. Like they, they right. have reached another level, particularly in the fourth quarter, which we recently saw in that Pistons game. We're all, we're recording this the day after that Pistons game, but he was the guy who carried them in the fourth quarter, him and Derek white, obviously, but his scoring in the paint, it just unlocks a different level of this team. 
Um, and so I think that it's three minimum and four maximum. I don't think they're going to get five. I think they can push for it, but it's either going to be White or Holiday is that fourth that come in. But I, I personally think it's three minimum. Go ahead. I would like that? to think that you're right. I agree. And, and, and in the argument, I think, as you said, Chris Stopp's impact on this team is undeniable. And we saw it when he went down with the injury, just how much they missed him. Yep. And they missed that added element that he has. But I agree as the uh, captain of the Derek White all-star <laughs> team, uh, I think that it's also undeniable when those coaches are looking at their scouting film that Derek White doesn't show up every single yeah. time over and over again. And and as you watch that film, you're like, oh, where is, like, we talk about it all the time with those blocks and just always making the right play. Like, where is, where did he come from? <laughs> Who is this guy? And he's freaking Derek White. So, yes, I think that, I think four is not great. <laughs> I think it's, when you lay it out like How that, it's, about it's possible. Three, so my only hesitation here is that, the numbers for both of the Jays are not what they were a season ago. And those numbers put vaulted them into a different category. And so if you are going to think about the Celtics without actually looking at the net rating and the defensive rating and, and everything that they're bringing, you think, oh, well, if they need a second Celtic, it's got to be Jalen Brown. And isn't it weird? Like Jalen is playing the best basketball of his career, yes. but his numbers at are going to be ends. right. And we're going to, and he'll get less consideration because the numbers aren't as crazy as they usually are. Tatum is playing something less than his best basketball, but he will be a fan voted star. Like that. So it just, but also his impact on the game, you could argue oh, is even greater. Yeah. You could say like he's learned in so many different ways from the screening to the rebounding, to the playmaking, like he's definitely impacting it more, but this is my, my, we fixate so much on scoring that it, it, it overrides the conversation for like, what is an all-star and like what matters yes. most. And I just think it takes education. I do think coaches are better attuned to like what matters which is why they're the ones making the decision. Right. But also we've heard like the horror stories of the, of the uh, coach who gives it to his assistant and says, I just filled this out. <laughs> and like, you know, how much it, 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 is that person putting in the necessary effort? And are they voting for friends? And I don't know. So like, I don't love the process by which we select all stars anymore. I also don't love like that. There's only 12 spots. And I know, I like, That's, I know, I think, right. Like we're okay. just at an age now where there's so many stars in the league. It would be much better if we just went to 15 Am I going to be upset that some dude doesn't play three extra minutes a game because, like, they needed to get no. Derek White on his first All-Star appearance more time out there? Not I to mention if you want to make the game more competitive, and this is obviously still a showcase, and guys are trying to protect their bodies for the rest of the season. If The more bodies that you are able to throw out there, I think, the more that affords for competition, yeah. particularly down the stretch and at well, the end of games. I can say this. Adam Silver has been on this podcast. Mm -hmm. So let's hope that he's listening to it and he considers yeah. these changes. I don't finish. know if they can go from 12 to 15, but at least well, we another spot we saw what happened with Kemba or... Walker when they ran him out yeah. there for 30-plus minutes in the All-Star uh, game. Thanks, Nick Nurse. Yeah. Um, <laughs> never the same. Uh, I will say this. So your roadmap, for me, the roadmap to three All-Stars is the Celtics make a hard pitch for like who the second guy is. There's no splitting of the vote. That guy gets in. And then maybe there's some sort of injury and the commissioner rewards Ooh. the team that is atop the Eastern Conference, a player that mm. maybe floats a little bit below the radar. I think he, I think if like Derek White is getting in, it's probably Adam Silver saying he deserves to be. I am and, shocked that you and I are so different in our opinions on this, because I, I think Jalen and Jason are shoe-ins. Like I think locks. 
Jason, there's absolutely 0% chance he doesn't get voted in as a starter. I mean, Zero. so you just opened the wormhole there. Zero. Like, now, like, uh, what happened? What was it, the Wiggins year where the, like, uh, the, the the band, uh, the the Korean pop band, like, all of a sudden yeah. the fan voting went yeah, nuts? Yeah, but it's and... only a percentage of it now, right? It can be rectified by the media. And who in the Eastern I Conference never, are we Never really... put faith in the media. <laughs> yeah, well, but, Forsberg. yeah. I'm sorry, yeah. I love the, media. Outside media. We outside are media. the media. Yeah, outside media. Yeah, we're, I mean, some of us are. Scal doesn't Don't believe answer. he's a part of the <laughs> no, media, but I'm we won't aware. go down that road. We're aware. Um, but yeah, I think Jason Tatum, there's 0% chance he doesn't get voted in as a starter. And really, in my eyes, there's probably only four players in the Eastern Conference who are shoo-ins to be voted in as a starter. And I think it's him, Embiid, yep. um, Giannis, and Lillard. I think those are the four that are automatically, like, we know they're going to be voted in as starters simply because of their name brands around the country, around the world, and mm-hmm. within the media base. So there's one other spot that's going to go to a starter that we don't necessarily know of. I personally think it's probably going to be Halliburton yeah, who fair. gets that role. Yeah. That's fair. Um, Although Indy's faded, so like I wonder if some of that like fan voting cools on him. And um, But it's also in Indy, and like it makes a good storyline. Yeah. Yeah. So Halliburton's getting in. Oh, he's getting in yeah, no matter in what. One way or the other. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it would be a cooler story if he gets in. Reeling it back in. I think that Tatum is an automatic, and I think that Jalen is going to be an automatic simply because he's – I think we all know that he's playing the best basketball, two-way basketball of his career, and I think all of the other teams know that. Like, the, the Celtics are not where they are without Jalen Brown being that guy. Well, and I think that's part of the overarching argument for this team is you talk about two-way players and mm-hmm. the fact that the Celtics are the only team in the NBA – in both top 10 and offensive and defensive rating. And, and then you look at the net rating and the fact just how good this team is and how willing everyone has been to sacrifice. And Joe Missoula talks about it all the time that defining success looks different for this group, but that is absolutely true. We're seeing it in the results and these guys are okay with that. These every single player to a man is happy with that. No one is gunning for shots. No one is looking to play ISO ball just to make themselves look better. Mm -hmm. And that is clear in the mindset. And I just, like you said, Chris, as far as educating people, I just feel like that should be rewarded because it is not something that is prevalent throughout the league. So maybe, and so this would be my pitch, because like as we get into like why every guy should potentially be there, like, Drew Holiday's stat line on the in just like from the ten thousand foot view is not going to be enough for someone to say he deserves to be a starter. And then you sit there and watch game tape and you watch how he pounds Cade Cunningham at the start of the second half and totally changes, changes the dimension the of that game. How he's willing to guard players that are seven inches taller than him and can hold up and dives on the floor in overtime yeah, to like, save a ball, game winning play. But so, you also know that he can get in his bag. Yeah, he put up yeah, fifty right. plus points against Indy a season ago. So, he doesn't need to do that on this team. And he is completely okay with not having to do that. Everyone on this team has hurt their own all-star chance yes. by embracing the desire to win a championship. and like that's- Which is my argument. I, I that think, should be rewarded. I think it's at the other side. And maybe this is just you being more realistic and me being more, you know, glass I'm glad half you, full. Glad you hit the nail on the head. A green teamer. Yeah. I think that, I mean, this is the same thing that we saw with the Celtics back when KG came to town, right? Yeah. Like, everyone had to sacrifice none of those guys, and it was a different game then, but none of those guys averaged 20 points per game, but they were beating the hell out of every team yeah. that they played against, and you knew that at least three of them had to get into the game, right? For sure. So I feel like, again, if the Celtics and the keep Eastern on Conference this, stunk. Yeah, if the Celtics keep on this traje- trajectory throughout January, I just don't see how the coaches 
don't vote in at least one other guy. I hope you're right. Like, I, like don't don't misconstrue. I'm I'm, I'm being realistic in the sense yeah. that I think voting is flawed and it's going to be difficult based on the criteria of what the NBA has has made this thing. And but I do agree with you that hopefully the coaches save us from from the rest of the process and say these are the guys that deserve to be there. We know we watch ball every night and reward the guys that deserve to be there because. Derek White and Kristaps Porzingis deserve to be there. I just don't know if if we're going to find a way to keep them in that car with the Indy 5, please. But Forsberg, like <laughs> you say, how numbers are such a big piece of this, and you're absolutely right. But I think in the NBA, and it's one of the things that I love most about this league, is that narrative is yeah, really important baby, it's our favorite well. word. And so the Celtics narrative is phenomenal, as we just laid out. But I also think it's really important and why we all continue to sing the praises of Derek White, who, as we know, the most, as Isaiah Thomas dubbed him (laughs) on Twitter, the the most most underrated underrated player in the NBA still. So until he gets that all-star nod, I think we can keep saying that. And JJ Redick singing his praise. That helps too. When it, when, once it goes national, yes, it becomes part of the national consciousness and part of what people are talking about every day on podcasts, on the national shows. I think that helps so much. And the fact that this Derek White campaign is off to such a sensational start. <laughs> it might be too it's early. It's only going to help. We might it be might pe- be too early. We I might know, be the narrative might be coming too early. Here, <laughs> right? we mean, right. He's been playing at this level for the whole I season. Know, know, so like, but not, and he's going to continue to block yeah. shots. Exactly. So. But I, I think we need to save the Derek White as an all-star <laughs> until we're a little bit closer to the coaches voting. So yeah. Just so it's, it's locked in a little bit and it's not like just noise at that point. But like, hey, at least he's the fact that he's even in the conversation is awesome. And I do wish, I wish, you know, again, like in a vacuum, I, I almost wish the Celtics could tell everybody, make the push for him because it means so much more to him. And I don't know if he's going to have, like he might play to this level, but we'll just expect it. So now like in this year where it's so clear how good he is and the numbers are so off the charts, they, I just wish that, that, that they could take the campaign and really, really stress it. You, you know, think ma- it's more important to Derek than... I, I, well, than- I, personally, I don't think it's more important. I just think... These opportunities where you're like he is definitively an all. Like if he puts up between, these same yeah. numbers, if he comes up next year, he leads the league in in net rating. We're like, oh, that's what he does every year, right? That's like true. it just it becomes complex. It's the same reason that Jokic doesn't what win you MVP awards, from him. right? So it's just the voting gets a little bit more difficult. Like this is the one year where you think, is there a chance he can kind of, and I don't want to say sneak his way on there, but based on the way we vote, could he kind of have an easier path than in future? The story makes sense. Yeah. Can we zoom out real quick and just think about? Can you imagine if he goes from not being on the ESPN top 100 players Amazing. to then making All Star within within like three months of each other in the Eastern Conference? I, I was looking at like uh, most improved list, and no one has him on the most improved. <laughs> I list. know. It's impossible. I brought that up in a game. Well, it's because it's because he's been so good. Right. Like, that's crazy. But it doesn't make sense then. It, so how is he not on the ESPN top 100? Should have him but on it, the but most he's not. List. Yeah, they don't make him the most improved. Like so. <laughs> Uh, again, this is like what's fun about the league is is that we yes. come back and the storylines are amazing. And uh, Derek, but like you, when you started asking me like who deserves to be there, and we, we can do the Jason thing. Like I, I think it comes back to Derek White, the numbers, the net rating, the you know the efficiency when he's on the floor, the the blocks, the I mean, just it, we can throw every nerd number out there, and he is somewhere in the top ten of what he does. And to me, the differential, it, he's putting up Jason Tatum like differential numbers this year. Mm-hmm. My biggest argument for Derek White is the way that his teammates' faces light up when you ask about them. <laughs> uh, when we were in Los Angeles, and Which I... Which says a lot. Yes, it really does. After the Laker game, and I asked Drew Holiday, someone said something about this Celtics team and being elite. And I was like, speaking of elite, <laughs> can we talk about Derek White and those blocks? And Drew Holiday's face is just like, 
yeah, I, I am a shot blocker for a guard and I have no idea how he does what he does. Wow. And to me, that speaks volumes. That's a 14-year veteran. Drew Holiday has been around this league. And the fact that he is amazed by what Derek White does on a night-to-night basis, to me, says everything. And D. White just had a huge block. I can't remember if it, I think it was in overtime last night against the Pistons, yeah. right? In transition, going yeah, back. I, th- I don't even know. That regulation. was the fourth quarter yeah. one. Fourth I think quarter, he blocked okay. one at the, at the yeah. rim right before. His dad came in on Twitter and on X, and he posted, uh, name another Eastern Conference guard who would make that play. And, and if you're going to name him, show me visual evidence. <laughs> I don't know anyhow. if they exist. None. I don't know yeah. if they exist. Yeah. Uh, and also for Derek at the other end of the court, He's tracking to potentially have a 50-40-90 season here. Mm-hmm. I mean, you plug that in as a, I'm going to say role player because he's not one of the superstars of the team, but you plug that in as a role player on a championship contender, you want to talk about significant and being important to what's going to wind up potentially happening at the end of the season? Like, he's right there as one of the core members of that. But he's also the guy who Joe Mazzula talks about all the time when the Celtics need to settle down their offense, need to make a play, they put the ball with with as many ball handlers as they yep. have on this team. They put the ball in Derek White's hands and tell him to go make a pick, go play, go do the pick and roll, run mm-hmm. it, and you know he's going to make the right play every single time. It was almost jarring that the the last play of the or the second to last play of that Pistons game when he didn't have the box out, like the one time that he hasn't been <laughs> in the right spot. And what does he do? He goes out and scores ten points in overtime and reminds us like there were times last season when he wasn't on the court in the fourth quarter in overtime, and I'm like, what is going on? Like Derek White needs to be out there. And now we all understand the value that Derek White has and that you want him with the ball in his hands. So, so need more of it. we've heard the cases, at least I have made the case for Jalen and Jason, kind of being automatics, um, in my opinion. We've heard Porzingis. We've heard Derek we White We haven't done now. enough Porzingis. Yeah, we can. Let, you want to go more on yeah, Porzingis? So let's go. Down on so, KP. Like, this is what's hard. Like, I, like I, every time I want to make a case, I'm like, I want to make the really, it's really strong case for Derek, but I can make a really strong case for yep. Chris Stapps. And... I, that's why I think coaches are going to be torn. Like both are really hard. And I think if you're game planning wise, you're worried about Chris Stapps posting up because he's putting up insane numbers, like historic potential numbers in post ups with the 1.48 points per play as we're Crazy. taping this. And like, I don't know how you stop that. Like the Detroit Pistons sure don't know. What you <laughs> no, I was going to say, Monty it. Williams last night pregame just said it's complete chaos because you have a seven foot three guy who is. Hitting, what is he shooting above the break for three? Uh, so, so he's and who like, can just pull up? He's like, I don't even know how to defend that. You're in scramble mode yeah. from the moment you try to set your defense. I believe he's at like 73 or 74% on all two-point shots right now, which it's like for sandwich. someone who shoots a lot of long mid-range is, is a pretty wild yeah. number. And uh, I don't know. Like, I just do feel like, you know, we keep calling him a cheat code. And it is. like yep. this, this is the one thing the Celtics haven't had through the years yeah. is someone they can just dump the ball into take advantage of the switches, and they've gotten so much better. Like, I don't even think they've really tapped the full potential of, oh, look, there's a six-foot-two dude on him. Let's get him the ball. When that happens, when they consistently do it, there was that game, maybe it was Memphis, where Jalen totally missed them, and they, you know, they end up, like, complicating that game. Oh, against Charlotte. the Pistons last night, though. Yeah, You exactly. can hear well, Joe Mazzula. KP! <laughs> my God. KP! He, he said it a lot calmer. I was, I was looking at the TV going, KP! <laughs> <laughs> like, what are we doing? Um, so, it 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 it. it, it he has added a dimension to the Celtics that they did not have before. I think you said that earlier. Yeah. And I think he deserves to be rewarded for that. Like, he's taken them to another level as an offensive team. And, like, the defense has been outrageous as well. So, uh, even though his net rating isn't quite as sexy as Derek White, no one else, no one's is. No one's is. Uh, so, you know, I, it's a little harder to make the full metrics case. But I can give you 
six stats based on like the points per play on the post ups, the, the the shooting efficiency from the floor, the blocks on that end, the you know when he's the screener, how good they've been, how good he's been as protecting the like you know he deserves to be there. It just comes down to the coaches need to vote. And, and then you add to that the intangibles and the fact that Mark, like you said, he's coming off the best season of his career in Washington, and so many people questioned whether coming in here if he could be that third guy, and he has more than assumed that role, is, is happy in it, and has shown how much he can step up when it's needed. Yep. Has and he played enough games? I was just going to say that. We're he early. has missed some it's games on injury. Yeah. He, right. but yeah. And that could I be why then. I think he's played enough where right. it's not going to go he, against He him. hasn't missed enough where I'd, yeah. t- I'd take him out of contention. I just think if that becomes a deciding factor where you're like, oh, that dude's played every night. Yeah. Like, you know, so then that, that's what you're saying. Brad Stevens makes the call, and it's yeah. about Derek White, not <laughs> well, about Chris yeah, well, well, he makes a call about Derek White, and then he says, Oh, and by the way, Chris Stapps has been awesome too. I need you to put him on your ballot, and um, you know he's he's going to play you know enough games, and he's going to do. That. I just think Brad Brad needs to be the one who really sells it. I mean, he's a convincing convincing man. When the time finally comes and you need a car, there are not a lot of options. Buying a car is expensive, and APRs are through the roof. You can lease, but everyone knows there are a million fees and loopholes with those. That's why FlexCar is a total game changer. All the hassles of owning a car, you know, stuff like shelling out hundreds for new tires or crossing your fingers every time the check engine light comes on, they're all gone when you drive a flex car. It's truly zero stress living. Even in the middle of the night, you've got 24-7 roadside assistance ready to help. At the end of the day, though, it's really all about peace of mind. This one annual expense covers all the unpredictable things that come along with having a car for as long as you have your flex car. And that, my friends, is a no-brainer. Even better, our exclusive promo code RAFTERS gets you 100 free miles at sign-up. So go check out FlexCar today. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. There's 52 players right now as we record this in the NBA averaging 20 points per game. All of them are taking at least, I believe it's 14 and a half shots per game. Cool. Chris Stapps, 12.8. Crazy. Like the efficiency, efficiency and him buying into the role and being able to execute at a high level within that role to me is, I mean, it's just been a game changer for this team. And one thing that we have seen the Celtics lack over the past few seasons, when the going gets tough and especially during the postseason when you need to win a game in crunch time, they haven't had a go-to play that they can go to every single time and know that it's going to work in some way, shape or form. Now they have that with Chris Dabbs. It can either be in a pick and roll where like last night against Detroit, it was leading to a switch where he could go down in the post, take himself down against a smaller guy or kick out, whatever that is. But they haven't had that, that dimension, to your point, Chris. And so now having that has just unlocked everything. Um, and when they're winning at this pace, I, I just don't see, to me, he, like I said, he's the third guy who I think is going to make mm-hmm. the team, minimum three guys from the Celtics. Um, I would say that's the most likely scenario, too. Like if you're gonna get three, it's gonna be those three, and then you're gonna you're gonna cross your fingers on down. Yeah, but let's talk about Drew. We haven't I was talked about say, let's Drew make much. The case for Drew, and yes. you know Drew 
certainly has much more of the name brand. He's been on an all-star team a couple of times already Just in his last career, year. including last season. He's an NBA champion. Uh, he's been an all-defensive player for years on end, scored 50, as you said, last season. So how does Drew Holiday get his name back into this conversation? So I think, again, you, it's it's when Brad makes that call, you say, hey, I, also, I'm, I'm going to, okay, let's hop on FaceTime for a second. I'm going <laughs> to show you some clips of what, what, what Drew does and like how he changes us defensively. You show the clip of Joe Mazzulla going over before the season and saying, hey, look, you, got, you, got, you're, you can do whatever you want on defense, and you just have to have a reason why you do it. And giving him like full quarterback control it's awesome. of, of like, yeah, it's awesome. And, uh, you know, you, you show them what the Celtics gave up to go get Drew holiday and how much my heart still <laughs> <And> breaks. <laughs> not having Rob Williams. Wow. You it took you a while. To yeah, I know. Wait, no, I, is that, actually, is it, that a tear? Yeah, I think I see bit. a tear brewing. Uh, it, it was, uh, it, if, if the, the case is harder with Drew, right? Like, because he's, he's probably sacrificed more than anybody mm-hmm. else. Absolutely. There's no question team. about that. I think you say if Drew was to go play for the Charlotte Hornets and was the number one option on that team, even though LaMelo wouldn't throw him the ball or whatever, like you, like there's a, there's a world where Drew holiday puts up all-star numbers where you're like, yes, he's definitely yep. an all-star and just there, you can't do that here. There's just not enough basketballs, but he's, willing to do whatever they need and make the right play. And to me, that's that's part of it. That was absolutely necessary for him to be that guy in Milwaukee last year. And he stepped up. I mean, Chris Middleton was injured for, Giannis I mean, the out. better part of three quarters of that season. And Giannis needed a running mate. And Drew Holiday was happy to say, yeah, I, I can be that. And come through every night while also taking on the defensive challenge of guarding the best player on every other team. And so... I think that's really important to keep in mind when you're thinking about Drew Holiday, but also just talking to the guys, the impact that he has made inside this locker room already. We are barely a third of the way through the season, and it was clear that Drew, I mean, he came in, he missed the first day of training camp because that trade went down so late. And so he's still trying to figure out and define his role on this team. But just talking to Al Horford and I mentioned how many years Drew's been in the league, but Al's been in this league. And, and Al has been a consummate leader in this league. And he said, Drew, the impact that he has had, you can feel it. And it, it, I think it's part of the reason why the other guys are so okay with sacrificing their numbers for the better of the team. He embodies that. And then he also has the receipts to back it up with that championship. Mm-hmm. And so I, I don't think that that can be discounted. And I feel like... If we're going to recognize anything when it comes to Drew, that that is so important. Let's also touch on a couple numerical things, right? The stats yes. do actually give him uh, some, am- some ammunition for this conversation. Drew Holiday is a two-time All-Star. This season, he's shooting a career-high three-point percentage. Mm-hmm. He's got a career-high uh, rebounding average. He's number four yeah. among number four among East guards in net rating. So there are numbers there to support his case as well. But the craziest thing about the conversation, especially these last two guys we've talked about with Chris Stapps and Drew, is that, as you said, Brad brings these guys in. And you just you don't know how it's going to work out with so many guys who have typically had the ball in their hands, have typically been a number one or two on their teams. How are they going to perform as a number three, a number four, sometimes even a number five? These two guys and Chris Stapps and Drew have bought into their roles at such an elite level that I have not seen here with the Celtics since back in those days when Ray had to make that sacrifice, when Rondo had to make a sacrifice at times when his career could have taken off. I mean, that to me is the most impressive. And I do think that 
the coaches who vote on these reserves are going to pay attention to that. I don't know if that's going to lead to three reserves possibly being voted in or two. Maybe Jalen does get in as, a, as that fifth starter. Who knows? Uh, but I do think that's going to be in the brains of a lot of these assistants, a lot of these uh, head coaches who vote. This is where I wish that maybe we were a little bit more like the NFL. So like the NFL has spots on the Pro Bowl squad just for special teams, mm-hmm. right? We all mm-hmm. know how important special teams are in the NFL, even though you would well, never vote. to Bill Belichick. Well, to, I mean, <laughs> especially to Bill Belichick, yes. but to everybody. So like Matthew Slater gets rewarded, even though he's not a guy who's out there yeah. on every down who barely plays any wide receiver minutes. And, you know, you, but we understand the value of what, what he is out there. I don't know if you need a spot like, okay, let's say you had a 13th and a 14th spot on an, on an all-star roster and you're like, this one's for a defensive specialist. And I know that runs counter to everything we want to watch in an all-star game. And so maybe this is just the stupidest but idea. But it happens every year anyway. Like there's guys who check in like, to be quite honest, I don't want to see Jokic in an all-star game because it's not going to be that fun. Fair. He's not going to be jumping over be guys there, and so slamming right, home yeah. dunks. see Nikola Jokic dishing out dimes? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I could see the passing, but it's, it's, I think when we think of the all-star game, we think of these big, loud, athletic feats. For sure. And sometimes that doesn't happen. So, like, let's say we had a defensive specialist on each, each team. Each, East, West, each get one guy. It would, be, it would be nice to reward someone who knows that they give up Right. 60, playing the right way. 60% of their offensive like energy to be the best defender in that conference. And like, I mean, I think back, like Tony Allen probably would have never won a, would have been on an all-star teams, but could he have gotten consideration because he was so good defensively yeah. at times? Like it just opens the door to more players that maybe deserve that spotlight. And I do think the NBA is so creative with what we're doing with tournaments and like the way we view it and like the, the, the information that's out there. I would love if we could start putting a spotlight on more than just the scorers. And so like, if you did a defensive specialist, I don't know what you do. I don't know, Forsberg. Now, now who's being unrealistic? <laughs> you came in and started this podcast like, well, there's no way we're going to get a defensive specialist in the All-Star game. I'm just Maybe saying. for the All-NBA, but. Just go ahead and cut that clip for like five years from now. And- <laughs> I, I like where you're going thank here, you, though. I you. mean, if, if we do add, maybe we just thought of something. Has the NBA considered this? If we add a couple spots and one of them is kind of dedicated in, in each conference to someone who's making the sacrifice, yeah. I guess, because that player is always going to exist, right? There's always going to be teams where someone is making a sacrifice unless one sacrificial lamb per team. <laughs> yes. Like, let's go. Um, no. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, Abby, no sacrificial lambs. What about like the advanced? I'm trying to think of ways advanced for Jalen to get in. Yeah. <laughs> and like the best dunker, best in-game dunker spot. Because you want to see that in the All-Star game. That that it's called the dunk contest. That person, and he's yeah. probably and on the All-Star team. And then they should get team. to be in the All-Star team. Like why Mac McClung no, not, can go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, Jalen is we, the best in-game. It's why we dust off Craig Hodges for the three-point contest. That's like, why I said in-game. The dunk contest is a separate thing. Right. Well, Jalen's already going to be Jalen is most so. dunks. <laughs> most dunks should automatically get it. <laughs> get you in. Yeah. Wouldn't that be funny if like... I mean, it would be some random big man like Rudy Gobert yeah. would even on a non-all-star team. We'd get there. But, um, I'm just saying, if we're going to do defensive special or no, sacrificial lamb, again, this would defensive be, specialist, dunker. This would, all, these would have to be something that, again, are, are voted by the coaches. to, to That's something that, would, that steps outside the all-star, general all-star criteria mm-hmm. and gives them something okay. to reward. And so if you're going to expand the roster, which would be a hard sell because then every guy who came before is going to be like, well, man, I made the, when it was a 12-person team, yeah. team and now like it diminishes a little bit. But if you threw in the specialist, I think it just opens the door. And but, like, but thanks. this is exactly what Adam Silver has done on his own. Right. When there's been injury replacements. Yes. How about a segue right there? 
Adam Silver has actually chosen some of those mm -hmm. guys in past years yeah. where they're not your name brand guy. They might not be averaging 25 points a game. They might not be leading the league in assists, but they're they so important. They might just be old, to the, like Dwayne Wade. Oh, oh, oh. So I, th I think I get where you're treading. <laughs> I think I get where you're treading here. We should injure all the other players in the Eastern Conference. Well, I mean, it happens every year, right? I, saying, I feel it, like it, that'll happen by it, itself. At least, we don't need to There's do going to be at least one injury replacement usually on both the East and the West. So you're going to probably have 13 players who make the all-star team technically. Uh, so Fair. when when you're looking at this and it all boils down to it, can the Celtics possibly get one of those guys in through an injury replacement? Because when we uh, look back, yeah. so if I told you about the 2015 Atlanta Hawks and that they had those four guys make the team, would you remember that Kyle Korver was an injury replacement? And that's how he made I the team. Probably would have guessed that there was some circumstance that got them the fourth guy. But I, I'm with you. Like I Corver, didn't before I looked it up today. Corver right. would have been Corver <laughs> yeah. would have been more. I would have probably thought he would, he made it just on like shooting 44. Yeah, yeah. but there's yeah. your specialist, right? It's not the defensive specialist, but it's it's the person who is Corver helping to fuel an extremely successful season by right. the Hawks that year. They went on I don't rewarding even know an impact games. player exactly. on the best team in the league. I don't know how many games they went on to win that season, but they were one of the top two teams at the All Star break mm -hmm. that year. Uh, and actually, every single time, actually the last five times, that's as far back as I went because that's the last 20 or so years, but the last five times that this has happened where four players have made it from the same team, they have had to be one of the top two teams in the league at the time and of the And usually by like break. a pretty good mark. I feel like you, you need to be yeah. have distanced yourself from the field, and that's the problem. Like right now when you look at the standings, Philly's still lingering. You know, I think they're going to get two guys. Milwaukee's, Milwaukee's still there. They're going to have two guys. Like it, That's the hard part is like whenever I tell people and they say – man, the Celtics deserve more people. Go do the exercise. Like, write it out. And then you, you get done and you're like, yeah, I don't know. Well, we'll no, get there. Say, what but did that's I not do? what we're here for, Forsberg. What that did I do? Uh, all right, go ahead. Let me okay, hear you. I wrote it let, let, let me poo-poo on your I list. I wrote it out. Okay, let's, let's dive in. In the Eastern Conference, my definites, as I already spoke about, are... I need to pull up. Oh. I need lists. Lillard. You're going to write this down? No, no, no. Go for it. Okay. Lillard. He's looking at stats. Embiid. Giannis. And Tatum. They're absolutely going to get voted in by the fans. They're going to be starters. Um, the guards are the toughest spot. And unfortunately, so that's yeah. where the Celtics are going to need to get two guys in, in Drew and Derek, who well, are and not. Well, what changes for Jalen now? If, because because he's Derek, technically a forward. Yeah, he got now. in as a guard He's last technically year. a forward. But I do think right. that, I, I think Jalen is in great shape. And I actually think that Porzingis is in pretty good shape too. But let's go down this. So okay. guards, Okay. Let's hypothetically say that Halliburton gets in as a mm -hmm. starter. Maxie's got to make it. Yeah. Donovan Mitchell, most likely. Team's not Look, playing that great, but he's putting, and putting up great numbers. There's some drama around Donovan. Trey, great numbers. Not the greatest I team. I can't reward. And, be there. And I, don't, that, I don't like... If, He's, he's, he's like he's the personification of all-star. Like the guy who just yeah. scores. And it, like, it hasn't even been as empty calories as, as, as I've thought in years yeah. past. He's been legitimately good this year. And even though I want to penalize him for his team not winning, I look at that roster and I can't penalize him for his team yeah. not winning. And yet again, leading the league in assists. Um, and then at that point, you've got the next three. Like one of these guys is going to make the team and possibly two if there's an injury. Derek White, Drew Holiday, and Jalen Brunson. After that, we're talking about Mikel Bridges. We're talking about Darius Garland. Like, I think those three guys are above those other two that I just mentioned. Derek, Drew, and Jalen Brunson, I think are the three that one of them definitely gets in. Mm -hmm. And then if there's an injury, maybe another one sneaks okay. in. Um, going down to the forwards so or centers. 
I said uh, Embiid, Giannis, and Tatum, absolutely. I think Jalen gets in absolutely as a reserve. Probably Jimmy um, having mm-hmm. another great season, actually career-high three-point percentage. And then at that point, you're talking about one spot between the following three as a shoo-in because we're assuming six for the forwards, six for the guards. Porzingis, Bam, and Julius Randle. I think Porzingis is at the front of that group Fair. right now. Um, and again, you know, one of those other guys might sneak in as uh, – but well, let me put it this way. What about Orlando? I'll like, just say, like, so – But does Orlando definitely – I mean, Paolo's yeah. on Paolo, there. Paolo Pico. and Franz are D'Amico, both on there. of but, all people. Yeah. Like, uh, you're not going to put Paolo on that, that all-star team? Over these other guys? I don't I, think sorry, so. I don't the way think it goes. Like, when, when, because when like, you look at the numbers. The, the people are going to go down the stats and they're going to yeah. say, when we, play, when we play the Magic, who are we most fearful of? And everything goes into stopping Paolo. And so, you think that the – I'm coaches. not saying it's right. I'm just telling you, like, this is the way it's going to go. Like, yeah. you, can't, you can't have the Magic as the fifth or, like, at this point, they could be up at the fourth best team in the Eastern Conference and not give them an all-star. Like, even Eddie House wouldn't do that. <laughs> I don't know. That's debatable. But we've also got to, I mean, the Magic have not been playing great since they came to Boston. The Celtics kind of broke them. Mm-hmm. And we don't know what's going to happen Should in January. Should get credit for that. Remember, <laughs> Let it be remember these votes are coming in a month. Yes, right? so, like, that's true. And you don't we don't know, know where the Magic are going to yeah. be at that time. They don't have... That long-standing history of playing well through the or getting into the All-Star break, so that's what I think. I think it's those three guys. One of them, Porzingis, Bam, and, and Julius Randle, are that that sixth big man that that makes the team. And then below that, I've got Paolo, I've got Franz, Siakam, and Barnes. Like those are the other guys that I think are in that competition. Yeah, maybe Toronto struggling will help a little yeah. bit with like you know his numbers are good. Scotty's numbers. I mean, that's the thing, right? Like. It, it just comes down to I can't get inside a coach's head. Like I don't know. They look. You don't want to be. No, exactly. <laughs> like they watch way more than I get to watch, and they'll they fixate on certain things. And I'll be fascinated to see how how that voting goes. I do think you've laid out a good argument of as why the Celtics seem to have are being a good. Why there position. is a chance. That why there's a chance. I, this conversation may be a little more realistic. You than want me you to tell you another reason why I think there's her? another chance? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nine times there's been four players from a team that have made it. The Celtics have three of them. Ooh. That is an NBA record, yep. and I think it could be four this year. I think they're going to need an injury in the end. I, I really do, but I think they're going to get three um, straight up, and then if an injury comes, I think they might get that fourth because Adam Silver tends to lean toward guys who are impacting winning. I think he does that. He prioritizes that over, say, a guy who's just starting to get his career arc into the all-star conversation. So a guy like Derek White – or a guy like Drew Holiday or Kristaps Porzingis, whoever's in that conversation, they're more established. They're a member of a team that at this point is the best in the NBA. I think that's where Adam Silver goes. We need to get Adam Silver back to a game here when like Derek White's going out. <laughs> when he but scores 40. Think, and yeah. that's why this conversation is even more important and we continue to further the narratives and why people need to get out the vote because Adam Silver does see that as well. And so if Derek White's name shows up on the returns for the mm-hmm. guards over and over again, if Kristaps' name gets up there, it's in his consciousness as well. Let's not forget that Kristaps has an entire country that can vote for him as Ooh. well. Well, an entire, like, Baltic This is also true. I didn't area. want to expand it that far. Yeah. But All right, Abby, I'm putting you on the spot. What are your predictions? This is so tough being the captain of Derek, <laughs> the team for Derek White All-Star. Uh, I'm going the Jays. And... I can't go against that, so. And Derek White. I say three. Okay. I think you get three. 
it breaks my heart to squeeze Derek off. Adam Silver, do the right thing. Yes. Find a way to get my man on there. But I will go. I will say, despite my entire reluctance throughout this program, D'Amico, <laughs> you have broken me down. Yes. I will give you the W today. And I will say, just so you invite me back on this podcast at some point, I will say the Celtics get Jalen, Jason, Chris Stapps. And then uh, there, is an, there is a chance, if there is an injury, that... Adam Silver does the right thing. If I could drop this mic right now, I would. I can't. But I'm going to say the exact same thing. I think Jason gets in as a starter. Jalen is obviously voted in as a reserve. I think Chris Stapps gets in as a reserve. And then while I do think that Derek deserves it and should be there, he might be just there's so much depth in the backcourt in the East. I think he's going to need an injury. And if there is an injury... I think he gets in there. So, we, don't, we don't root for anyone to, to roll an ankle. but And, and I also think, just to put a bow on this conversation, Drew Holiday will be totally fine yeah, not I having to go to Indianapolis in February. I, in, so. fa- in fact, I think what should happen in like week three of the marketing campaign, they, should, should, ask. they should show the car pulling over to the side of the road. <laughs> and Drew gets out and he's like, Derek, I want you there, stock exchange brother. And then he just yes. rubs the pl- license plate and it goes to Indy 4. <laughs> And then the like grabs his luggage and, and, and then goes to Cobb. Cobb drives away. You know? <laughs> My favorite part of this is how well you studied that yeah, poster that we put out been, yesterday. It was a good promotion. Fantastic. Hey, Celtics marketing team. As I said at the start, <laughs> they're going out. for the jugular this year. They're pushing all five. We don't know if they'll get all five. We're hoping for four. I will say the flip could happen here. And then so like somehow Jalen gets squeezed or Chris Stapps gets squeezed. The Celtics suddenly end up with two guys out there and Celtics Twitter is just a hot mess for like 48 hours. If that happens, shaking their fist at the league. If that happens, I say Jason and Jalen just don't show up. Boycott. Whoa. Whoa. Boycott. Whoa. Pretty Whoa. sure. Boycott. I, also... I know it's indie, but like people are going to be there. <laughs> you know, like there'll be a party somewhere they want to go to. I do want to have an entire argument against these cold weather cities for the all-star yeah. game. <laughs> I, we need to follow Thanks. the Super I'm, I'm Bowl glad. model, right? I'm not going. <laughs> like, I'll just part. say that. All right. That's a wrap. We've gone through all five. We've got a pretty strong argument for all five guys. I don't well think they're going to get all five. Well, let's hope. Let's hope they at least get four. That would give the Celtics four out of the ten instances in the history of the NBA. The four guys have made it on one team. Celtics would have four if they do it this year. So Let's do let's, it. Yes. Get out the vote. That's Keep your the key. eyes out get for out it. The vote. vote at Celtics.com slash vote. We need all your votes get, coming in for the players, uh, p- potentially getting in as starters. And then who knows, as Chris said, maybe if some of those guys show up on the returns, that influences what the coaches do and what Adam Silver does afterwards. So get out there. Celtics.com slash vote. Let's see how many of these guys we can send to India.